Coming up, the face mask outrage continues to build as changes to mask laws are angering a lot of people. And I'll also be discussing the crisis of authority now infecting the United States as more questions about the legitimacy of our government surface thanks to the 2020 election fraud. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to the weekly self-protectorate broadcast. I am The Burb, and today is August 3rd, 2021. First, I need to start out today's new show apologizing to my listeners and readers for a uh, mistake I made. Uh, this past month, I posted on social media that masks are illegal to wear in public in my home state of Georgia. Well, turns out I was wrong. In fact, it is now legal to wear masks in public in Georgia. And in fact, this is also a recent change. I have to thank uh, some of my followers on social media for pointing this out to me. Uh, you see, as I discussed at length in one of my recent shows under Georgia law, it was, it was illegal to wear a mask in public and on private property without permission unless you met one of four exclusions. Uh, wearing a mask for the purpose of complying with health authorities due to COVID-19 or for any other reason was not included in that short list of exclusions. Uh, the Georgia governor on April 13th, 2020 signed an executive order making it permissible to wear masks in public and on private property, and that executive order effectively temporarily changed the law so that no one would be able, would be charged with a misdemeanor for wearing a mask or face covering solely for the purpose of the public health state of emergency in Georgia uh, due to the spread of COVID-19. However, the governor's order expired at 12 a.m. on July 1st, 2021, just a little over a month ago. But since that time, there was a change to the mask law found in Title 16, Section 11, subsection 38 of the official Georgia Code annotated. The Georgia General Assembly, the Georgia General Assembly changed the law. They added language to the statute where now one of the exclusions provides that masks can be worn in order to comply with the guidelines or the guidance of any healthcare agency or healthcare provider not just to prevent the spread of COVID-19 like the previous executive order allowed, but also for any and all other coronaviruses or influenza or other infectious diseases. This exclusion in the law reads as follows. No person shall be guilty of violating this code section by wearing a mask for the purpose of complying with the guidance of any healthcare agency or healthcare provider to prevent the spread of COVID-19 or other coronaviruses or influenza or other infectious diseases. Now on the surface, this change in Georgia's mask law sounds good. I mean, 
Why wouldn't you want to exclude people from uh, having criminal charges or prosecution if they are, in fact, wearing a mask to comply with their doctor's orders? Uh, that should be common sense. We really don't need a law for that, but this exclusion does more than simply prevent people from being charged with a crime. It also prevents anyone from suing any business, any bank, government agency, local government, or school district from requiring masks to be worn on their premises. And because of the way it is worded, any business, bank, government agency, local government, or school district can rely on the guidance from any, and I mean any, healthcare agency or healthcare provider. This apparently can include a health agency outside of Georgia or even the United States, like the World Health Organization. And insanely enough, uh, it can even include an obscure doctor's office on the other side of the planet. I mean, does a massage therapist count as a health uh, healthcare provider for the purposes of this new law change? That's a good question, as this new section of law does not define exactly what a healthcare agency or a healthcare provider is. Uh, does this mean that the health insurance companies can start requiring their customers and insured members to wear masks? Hmm? Will they lose their coverage if they are not wearing a mask? Health insurance companies consider themselves to be healthcare providers, after all. Uh, can their insured customers sue if they are required to wear a mask? Will they even be able to sue now that it's now that it's law that they cannot be held criminally liable for wearing a mask? Uh, I know it sounds like a stretch, but think of the potential implications of this and the possible unintended consequences. What's even more disturbing than this is that this law is not just limited to COVID-19, but includes all other coronaviruses, you know, the common cold, and all flu viruses and any and all other types of infectious diseases, whether they are communicable diseases or not. The Georgia General Assembly has made it legal for state and local governments, businesses, and school districts to make you wear a mask because of the common cold. They have effectively removed any protections this law could have given the people from the abuses of government and corporations. For heaven's sake, We'll all be wearing masks into perpetuity for the rest of our lives then. I mean, the common cold is everywhere and will never go away, even in Georgia. I mean, folks, this is absolutely nuts. If you live in Georgia, what this new draconian mask law confirms is that there will now be an unending wave of abuses by government and private corporations over the health and welfare of your life, over your ability to breathe. And there is no recourse to sue them because by this new law, they now have liability protection just as long as they are requiring you to wear a mask based off of some or any health guidance, even from the most obscure health agencies in the most backwater places on the planet to include Communist China or North Korea. I mean, it says any healthcare agency, any healthcare provider. It doesn't say any in Georgia or any in the United States, or any in the country or the county, rather, where the restrictions are imposed. No, 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 no. It says any healthcare agency. 
It certainly doesn't seem like this law actually protects the people, but it does in fact protect the state and local governments and corporations from being sued for requiring masks. What this law also means is that mask mandates in Georgia are here to stay, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, they're here to stay. And now, if you live in Georgia, you will have no choice but to comply with them or face the consequences, such as being charged with disorderly conduct, uh, being trespassed from private property or public property, or even potentially losing your job. You and I both have a right to life. You and I have a right to breathe. And this scum-sucking government is now saying that we don't. That I and my wife and my children, and that you and your children don't have a right to breathe. This is nothing more than a collectivist and communistic tactic power grab by a government whose legitimacy is in question at the moment because of the Dominion voting machines that were used in every county in this state in the past election. I mean, they could have written the law just to give people the option to wear a mask, but there is no option here to not wear a mask if it is being mandated by the state or your local government in Georgia. But no, it's, it's been written in such a way as to deflect and defer liability away from government and corporations. I mean, I know of parents who prior to this law change were chomping at the bit to be able to use the older law as justification to sue the pants off of school districts where their child has been abused by the school system by being forced to wear a mask for seven to nine hours a day. Uh, can you imagine having your breathing restricted for half the day, for half of your life? I mean, what kind of damage do you think that would do to you, let alone a child who is growing and needs oxygen and who is more susceptible to carbon dioxide poisoning? These kids are going to suffer from the effects associated with carbon dioxide poisoning for the rest of their lives. And all for what? Because some people were scared of the common cold? Because some people were scared of uh, the common flu that goes around every year, even though they have vaccines for it that don't ever seem to solve the issue? This is total collectivist nonsense and garbage, ladies and gentlemen. Where is the individual freedom? Where is the freedom to choose? Why can't the law have been written to make it optional so that the people have the choice in whether or not they want to comply with the state, local, or corporate mask mandates? Why is it now that along with vaccine religious exemptions that there must also be mask-wearing religious exemptions? Well, I know why. And this is just another example of how government is corrupt because it operates a compromised system of law where the law can change at any time and at any moment for any reason at its... And <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm just getting so worked up. So worked up here. The law changes in government at the beset and behest of those who are in power and according to their agendas. This is happening because the people of the state of Georgia and the people of the United States have bequeathed their power and authority to corrupt men and women who have a God complex and want to change the laws to the point where there is no fairness in the law or change the law to the point where there is no freedom of choice, no personal agency permitted by the law. They change the law to the point where your personal freedom dies 
and to where you can only live and breathe at the behest of government. And of course, all this has happened against the backdrop of the current mask quackery guidance from the CDC and Little Miss tyrant Nancy Pelosi, who is attempting to force members of the U.S. Congress and their staff to wear masks inside the Capitol building. The same tyrant, Nancy Pelosi, who along with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, continues to hold hundreds of political prisoners hostage at the D.C. jail where reports state they are being malnourished and mistreated and where members of Congress, members of Congress cannot even get in to see the conditions these political prisoners are suffering through. I mean, it's just been a few days now uh, since um, Representative, uh, let's see, Marjorie Taylor Greene, along with Louis Gohmert and uh, Matt Gates of Florida, went to, the D went to the D.C. jail to try to actually get in to just observe the conditions. Just to observe the conditions, do an inspection. This is, these are members of Congress, and they wouldn't let them in. Who the crap do they think they are? You've got to be kidding me. This, ladies and gentlemen, this is why we need self-protectorate. This is why we need self-protectorate. In a self-protectorate, the laws are not permitted to change. Laws cannot change in a self-protectorate. This kind of government corruption where mask laws change and suddenly you don't have a legal recourse to sue at the law. This kind of corruption does not exist in a self-protectorate. Self-protectorate is intentionally designed to routinely and regularly clean out any corruption out of the state systems. You see, government is like a giant scum pond where the scum rises to the top. But in a self-protectorate, the scum is continuously swept away and is never able to make it to the, make it to the top. Can't make it to the top. In a self-protectorate, your freedoms, rights, and privileges are truly secure and cannot be limited or restricted by corrupt men and women with a God complex. In a self-protectorate, the law is above all, not Congress, not your state legislature. There is no Congress or legislature in a self-protectorate, but there is a constitution, and there is a, there is a code of laws, and there is a functioning judicial system and executive system, much like what we already have today, except better. Want to learn more about a self-protectorate? Want to find out about exactly what it is? Then visit bethebird.com, or even better, get the official book all about self-protectorate, what it is, and how to start one, Self-Protectorate Blueprint for a Better World, available for just $15 right now at Amazon.com or Gumroad.com. Your purchase of this book goes to fund this broadcast, by the way, and keeps the research and development of Self-Protectorate moving forward. We want to continue to spread the idea of Self-Protectorate and convince other people that this is the course that we need to go. This is the course that humanity needs to move into for our future and for the future of our children. To my fellow patriots and conservatives, right now, history is at a crossroads. Our nation is now under constant assault by foreign and domestic communist forces using fourth generation warfare in an effort to subvert the US Constitution and overthrow the United States of America. We must rise to meet and vanquish the evil and corruption threatening our country. 
Our government has been infiltrated by communist forces and is being subverted and overthrown. We must take back our government and establish a self-protectorate to permanently stop the corruption that is tearing our country apart. Learn what a self-protectorate is and how we can use it to take our country back and establish a land of true peace and prosperity. Buy the book, Self-Protectorate, Blueprint for a Better World, on sale at Amazon.com and Gumroad.com. Let's support freedom and liberty for all. My next topic for this week's broadcast is authority. Specifically, where does the state get its authority to enact and enforce the laws of the state? Where and how does the state legitimately obtain its authority? Uh, the state draws its authority from the people. In other words, the people impart a portion of their individual sovereign authority from their creator or from nature, and they rightfully impart that authority to the state in two ways, by elections and by taxes. So the first way is through elections. Uh, the people get to pick who gets to sit and operate the affairs of the state on their behalf. Through elections, the people are agreeing to impart a portion of their sovereign authority to a person who will, for a time, represent them and their interests. At least, that's how it's supposed to happen. The second way is through taxes. The people are literally the driving economic engine of the state, and as such, a portion of the people's wealth is required to operate the official affairs of the state. Taxes actually serve to provide both the power of the state and the authority of the state indirectly, as taxes will pay the salary of state officials. It must be noted, however, that the people cannot grant authority to the state that they themselves do not individually possess. Nobody has the right to murder someone else, but they do have the right to kill another person in self-defense. Likewise, the state has the same right and authority to kill another person only in defense of the people of the state. So, yeah, foreign wars and foreign invasions go outside of the scope of authority that a sovereign state has. This is why foreign wars and foreign invasions should be outlawed, uh, but you routinely find those happening thanks to government. You see, government tries to steal and coerce the people's power and authority away through rigged or fraudulent elections and through immoral, unlawful, and unconstitutional taxes such as direct taxes and inflation of the currency supply, also known as government debt. Government is like an insatiable beast that continues to find more and more ways to illegitimately steal the authority of the people. Uh, perhaps you have heard of the term uh, implied consent. Implied consent means just what it says. It is implied that you consent to be governed. It is implied that you consent, not that you actually consent or have ever at any point in your life ever consented or agreed. I mean, let's be real here. Government does not rule by informed consent. It rules by implied consent. Government uses the shaky legal doctrine of implied consent to rule over you. Government assumes that you agree to abide by the laws it has made or will make, and that if you break those laws, even though you may never have read them or heard them, or even though the laws may not be available for you to read, it is implied that if you break those laws, that you agree to be subject to the full force and effect of the law and to be punished by the law. Again, this is sh shaky legal doctrine, and maybe it was acceptable in the agrarian age or even during the industrial age, but today 
We live in the information age where almost everyone is informed and has access to the internet and computer software. Implied consent should be a thing of the past. It ought to be relegated to the waste bin of history. We now have the ability to have fully informed consent among the general population. So why do we allow government to continue to rule us using only implied consent? Government was formed during a long period of history where only the upper classes of society were taught to read and write. Today, everyone can sign or type their name for an electronic signature. Everyone is taught to read and write, and everyone has easy enough access to legal professionals who know how to correctly interpret contracts. Implied consent... <laughs> I'm serious, ladies and gentlemen. Implied consent should be a thing of the past. Shouldn't even be around anymore. Self-protectorate does not use implied consent as justification to rule. Self-protectorate uses informed consent as justification. Why? Why is informed consent preferable to implied consent? Well, it all comes down to fairness. You see, in a government, the law is changeable at any time and for any reason. And this predicament, where the law changes at any time and for any reason, places the people in a condition of perpetual duress to the will of the government. Just like the Georgia mask law, when laws change, the people don't even know about it until well after the fact. Government will normally not announce that it is changing the law unless the change is somehow, you know, makes the government look good. And just like this last change with the mask law in Georgia, it wasn't announced because it makes the state government look bad. Duh. This is just why, I mean, this is why the past election cycle in 2020 was terrible. Uh, just another example of how the powers that be are constantly trying to strip more and more authority away from the people until the people are left with none, with nothing, zip, zilch, and cannot even stand up for themselves. It's the slow progression toward a permanent ruling class. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know that we need to stand up against this encroaching and creeping tyranny. Well, let's be honest, it's right now going at full, full pace, it's a sprint. We need to take our country back because right now it is being stolen from us. It is being sold down the drain to foreign special interest groups and foreign governments such as the communist Chinese government. Huge swaths of land and property that are supposed to be and remain in American hands that are in our boundaries, in our country, are allowed to be bought out from underneath our feet thanks to our local, state, and national governments. There's this idea that if we can somehow just restrict government, that it will work well for us. That if we can just get to a place where we have limited government, that we can win the tide, turn the tide, win the war, all will be well. But that's a fairy tale because limited government always turns into full-blown tyrannical government because the laws are allowed to be changed. Look, you, you can't have a true republic if the laws are allowed to change. The only way you or I or anyone will ever be able to have a true republic is with a self-protectorate where the laws are never permitted or able to be changed. Now, you might be thinking, well... Uh, the laws, if the laws don't change, what happens when advances in technology change society? Don't the laws need to change then? No, they don't.
You see, the beauty of the self-protectorate is that the laws are permanent and that no matter how narrow or general the laws are, they are always subject to the interpretation and understanding of the judges of a self-protectorate. The self-protectorates have a robust and fully formed judicial system where judges will judge according to the law as it is written and according to their own knowledge and the dictates of their own conscience and on a case-by-case -case basis. There is no precedent from which to draw in a self-protectorate. Precedent is not allowed. That's just another form of law change. Not allowed in a self-protectorate. Each judge must judge a case based on its merits and according to the law as it is written without the interpretation, without the interjection or imposition of rulings on similar yet different court cases. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I can literally go on for hours about this topic because it is so key to the survival of mankind going forward into the future. All I can say is that governments are a thing of the past and self-protectorates are the future if mankind truly wishes to have a future, that is. You know, centuries ago, uh, it was possible to escape tyranny by escaping to a new country or by colonizing the new world. Uh, but we now live in a world that is full of people and every place on this earth has a government to oversee its activities. In America, we can't run from tyranny like our ancestors did, but we can sure fight for freedom like they did. We need to understand that the communism that has captured the globe through national governments and that has established the United Nations, which is a de facto unelected world government, we need to understand that if we want to defeat communism and stop the globalists from advancing their dark agenda where they will destroy and transform mankind into a permanent slave class to serve them, then we need to understand that the only way to permanently defeat them and to peacefully do so is to establish self-protectorates in every country around the globe. And we can start that here in the United States of America. We can do it through an Article 5 Convention of States where we constitutionally and lawfully bypass Congress in order to establish a self-protectorate. I'm out of time today, but I want all of you who are listening or watching to go to bethebird.com and click on the link to buy the book. It's not a long read. It's only about 120 pages. Really, uh, the book is just a manual. It's, it's just what it says it is. It's a blueprint. And from it, individual states and countries, counties and municipalities can use it as a guide to establish self-protectorists to better serve the needs of their people and community communities uh, and to help secure the lives, liberties, and property of the people against the threat of foreign invasion and domestic and state abuses. And if you haven't done so already, uh, please go to the, uh, conventionofstates.com and sign the petition to help move us closer in the direction of having the first Article 5 Convention of States. Remember to tell your family and friends about this broadcast, and I'll be back next week. Until then, keep promoting righteous change. Right now, people just like you are clamoring for more freedom and more stability in an increasingly unstable world. On one hand, I hear people complain about the soaring crime rates. On the other hand, I hear people disgusted with police brutality. Well, I'm here to say that whether you think that criminals are the problem, or whether you think that the police are the problem, the real problem is government that has caused the crime and the police brutality. Government is the main source of society's problems. Let me say it again. Government is the main source of society's problems. If you've ever heard the expression that the fish rots from the head down, 
you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's corruption. Government is designed, intentionally designed to be corrupt, to corrupt the state, to corrupt society, and the lives of the people. This is done by changeable law. If the law can be changed, it is corruptible. What that means is that government employs a system of corrupt law. Think about it. When society's laws are corrupted, the people become corrupted. Doctors, nurses, teachers, foremen, artists, engineers, mechanics, police, firefighters, day laborers, lawyers, clergy, and more. Corrupt laws affect all facets of society. Government changes laws, and it is the sole reason for systemic corruption within society. If you're like me, and you want to live in a society that is free of corruption, then you want a self-protectorate. If you haven't heard about this before, then listen to this new idea. There is an alternative to government, and it is self-protectorate. A self-protectorate is like a government, but the key difference is that a self-protectorate does not allow for the law to be changed. In a self-protectorate, the law is immutable, unchangeable, unalterable, unamendable. It is a system of permanent law, and it is the only way to achieve a society that is not rife with corruption. I am The Verb. Visit BeTheVerb.com and take action now. Learn about self-protectorate. Tell your family, tell your friends. Let's put a stop to corruption together.